Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We're here. I can't believe it. We are actually here. We're reviewing episode, no, sorry, season three, episode 10 of Breaking Bad Fly, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, <laughs> um, written by. This required two writers. Really? How? <laughs> and um, first aired on May the 23rd. 2010 my name is nick and we make poison for people who don't care and my name is ben and is there a discernible point to this episode <laughs> is that even is that even a quote well just, is there a discernible to point in? to this story but i've changed the last words and <laughs> i'm not that dumb that i can't change a word every now and then i could have said is there a discernible point to this podcast but uh we know the answer to that <laughs> yeah well that's yeah. true yeah yeah oh well we're here oh. we're here it's um and um yeah like i think we talked at the end of the last episode about this being like the most divisive episode um of breaking bad it's the the lowest rated episode on imdb by quite a distance so i think like you know like I try not to get too much into IMDb, but I can't help myself sometimes as being just a bit of a marker for these things. And, um, you know, like generally speaking, if you look at, you know, a good episode, there is a, there is a, a, a 10 out of 10 episode of, of Breaking Bad on, on IMDb, but there's lots of 9.9s, 9.8s, 9.5s, you know, like lots in the nines and then lots of 8.8s, 8.9s. There's a few 8.5s and there's a few in the low kind of 8.1 to 8.3. This is 7.5. So it's the only one I think that comes in under eight. Um, so it's like, it's not just the bottom, but it's the, it's quite far down, you know, like it's quite a, a jump down to the bottom. Um, but it, there are lots of people who like this episode and there are lots of people who, who, defend this episode and like anything where there are two sides of the debate i think that ends up being you know like you have to defend one side you know you have to like this is the greatest thing ever or it's the worst thing ever and you know like i think our job is to kind of actually call it as we see it and, and not get too much into that debate but we might think it's the worst or the best thing ever but um i think probably what you talked about then at the end of the last one is that it's probably the one you can skip and I, I don't think there's much argument about that fact one thing i'll say is we're nearly at the halfway point can i just say that episode 30 out of 62 so in a week or so time we're literally at halfway breaking bad another thing i'm just doing a bit of a research little quick little glance here nick at some of the shows that we've covered here on the oz network about what it is maybe about sort of this period of the third season when we kind of have uh maybe a very good or bad episode depending on how you watch it nip tuck season three episode 12 sal perry okay uh there you go lost season three Episode nine, 
Stranger in a Strange Land, often regarded as the worst episode of Lost. Uh, and here we are at Breaking Bad Season 3, Episode 10. Luckily, I can say with Third Watch, we had some very good episodes around the sort of this period of the third season, so it doesn't there, and we're not quite up to 24 Season 3 just yet on our coverage there. So, yeah, I mean... When we started this and you, you kind of think about these episodes that you're doing, Breaking Bad is kind of that rare anomaly where you kind of think about all the great episodes you're going to do, like the great moments. There's, there's no real episodes where you're like, oh, we have to do that episode. This is that episode um, that you're like, oh, this one. Um, and it's just, I mean, I've watched this twice in the last month. God, what's wrong with me? Um, I don't think I'm hiding my uh, my feelings for this episode. Clearly not. But, yeah, I, I it is... I, I, I don't feel this is an episode you can be in the middle of. It is you hate it or you love it. And I will say right now, as I said last week, I, I understand what they're trying to do with the themes of it and, like, it's clever. There's some great moments in this episode. Like, there's two monologues in this episode which are amazing, amazing, amazing monologues and great acting, but... The history behind this episode is so unique. I mean, this is a bottle episode, uh, so it's kind of, it's just there. Uh, the money-wise, well, you'll talk about that. But I think the, 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 the weirdest thing for me about this episode is if this was just directed by, you know, Nick Chester, like, you're not really, but like this was directed by freaking Ryan freaking Johnson. And like a lot of people say that this is an episode that helped get him Star Wars. I, I mean, maybe Ozymandias more so, but like, they often talk up Breaking Bad as being kind of, you know, a real, you know, key part into what led him towards Star Wars. Uh, he's done three episodes of Breaking Bad, arguably the worst, maybe the best, and I can't remember the second one he did, uh, somewhere in the middle probably. But uh, I mean, now it makes sense to me why this episode is not very good, because he directed the worst Star Wars movie. So, um, I mean, I don't know, Nick, how you feel about The Last Jedi, but um, it makes complete sense to me now that Ryan Johnson directed this episode. You couldn't have scripted this better for me after seeing The Last Jedi. Well, um, I do know somebody who is a massive fan of this episode and, in fact, probably is their favourite episode, and uh, that's my dog because when we were watching this episode, um, every time that little buzz of the fly came on, like her little ears pricked up and, you know, that little they do the kind of like cock their head to the side thing. She was doing that the whole time we were watching oh, this. So, um, so, 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 she, so she likes it if nobody else does. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is actually the first episode that we've ever done where I actually have an agenda oh. um, because I think, we've, I think we've actually got to talk about the first item on the agenda is bottle episodes and what they yeah. are um and um yeah i think um you know like for people that are not aware of this is that obviously bottle episodes are designed to be kind of easy to film low cost um you know on existing sets um and often not always but often the whole point of them is to save money um you know like when, when they've run out of money and and i think probably this is something that was used a lot and from what i can gather from like um star trek mm. you know like when they would run out of money for star trek or they just were like shit we actually just have you know forgotten to film an episode or something like they would just you know quickly do one that was on a set that they already had um and so yeah i think kind of um they talk about it being like um the term comes from the idea of a ship in a bottle um you know that everything's contained right where production needs it so that other episodes can be more expensive and i don't think that's quite like so i think probably in terms of cost i think sometimes they do these so that they can spend the money elsewhere and i think we talked a little bit in the last episode about um that basically these guys were run out of money like they hadn't planned to do this i don't think they kind of just ran out of money and had to find another episode somewhere and this was a cheap way of doing it one of the things i thought was quite interesting when i was kind of researching this was that um 
you know, there's only basically two actors in this entire episode, but all the all the main cast got paid for this episode because main cast you do, get paid. Yeah, if you're, like, that's, yeah. that's why you see, like, to interrupt you quick, like, say IMDb, you'll have the main cast and it'll say credit only. I mean, that's why you mm-hmm. want to be a main cast member because you get paid no matter what. You're, you're star yeah. billing. Yeah. You don't have to appear in an episode to, to get money. Yeah, yeah. And one of the videos I watched, and boy, did I do some research for this episode and in and, and some weird places, which I'll talk about as we go on. But um, one of them was like a, a cool little video that I found um, on YouTube, which kind of talked about this episode um, and was quite a big fan of this episode. Um, but they talked about um, Seinfeld being, being a show that video. kind of used bodily yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah. And so basically they even, like they had one where they were basically waiting for a table in a Chinese restaurant well, or something and the whole thing was It's filmed. funny, last week I, met, I brought up the episode episode uh, about Joey the the clothes and they were waiting that is a bottle episode when they're all waiting to get right. ready to go to Ross's yeah. function um yeah. yeah but then that Seinfeld one apparently they kind of make a joke of it in a later episode you yeah. know like remember when we were in that yeah and um yeah and I think this is actually isn't really the first bottle episode we've had of Breaking Bad but the other one was maybe a little bit more um kind of expensive and so obviously the um four days out you know that was kind of like a, a bottle episode um maybe not quite you know, like because they had some stuff at the airport and probably a lot more money spent on that and they had a generator explode. And so like probably a little bit more money spent on that one than this one. This is literally on an existing set that they built and they would have spent a lot of money on the Super Lab set, you know, so they want to get their money's worth out of it. So, um, but these guys were, you know, like Breaking Bad weren't just filming of season three. Season one and two were, were you know, were critically... Acclaim, I don't know if acclaim is the right word, but they were, you know, critically considered to be very good. They had a cult following, but we're talking about like one to one and a half million viewers per week at the moment. It's certainly not the like runaway success it becomes later on. So money's still tight on the show. You know, they still don't have a lot of money to make the show. And so, yeah, so there, there was a financial reason why they had to do this. They just had to make some money. And like Vince Gilligan talked in the, in the kind of commentary for this episode which was kind of interesting to say the least um but basically that he really wasn't a fan of this he didn't really want to do this and none of the writers wanted to do this and it kind of became like a necessity they they kind of had to do it um so so yeah that's kind of that's kind of the history i guess of like bottle episodes i don't know if there's anything you want to kind of add around that it's i mean look I don't think there's always a a problem with bottle episodes. I mean, that Friends episode is a great episode of Friends. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. I can think of two episodes of Third Watch, which you could almost consider a a bottle episode, a rock and a hard place. Basically, you've got four cops and paramedics locked underground, and basically that's the whole episode. Um, And then in season four, uh, I mean, one of the greatest episodes of Third Watch, Last Call, which is basically uh, one of the cops getting sobered out because he's an alcoholic. They just got him in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. It's brilliant. Um, And I'm just thinking for our Lost fans out there, we're not quite there yet, but... I would argue that Across the Sea, which is often regarded as one of the worst episodes, but I love that episode, is almost a bottle episode because you kind of set, um, you know, in a very similar space the whole time, which it's tricky with Lost because, you know, you've got so much of Hawaii to use. But it's not... I don't necessarily think it's always a bad thing, um, you know, because, again, it can... Some of the most memorable episodes... I'm not a Seinfeld fan, so I don't really know that Chinese restaurant episode, but, I mean... (sighs) Clearly, I'm going a certain direction with this episode, but you remember this episode. That's the thing, mm. right? Like, it, it's stra- again, what do we always say? Fly straight away, boom, fly. You know, you know it. You mm. you automatically know fly, um, and that just comes from again the the best or worst things when it when it comes to it. But um, yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those ones too of like um, 
this this is probably a bit of a, a weird thing to say, but it feels like the kind of like you could pull this one episode out and and study it in a film class or or study it in like a maybe like a writer's class as opposed to yeah. a film class. But it also feels like you know the one episode that you could do is like an on an on stage play of Breaking Bad would be this episode. You know, like and it well, on that be video terrible. they was they were comparing it to that play, weren't they? That Waiting for Godot or whatever it was. Yes, that's right. That. Yeah, but um, yep. yeah, actually, yep. just on a side note too, before I forget, I, it's in the trivia. So I don't know how true it is or if it was talked about in the commentary, but kind of connected to Lost, uh, apparently a, a reason why they also went with an episode that wasn't so flashbang, that this aired the same day as the finale of Lost, which was, you know, right. obviously at the time was, you know, a massive, massive finale of, of a big, big show. Um, so, uh, you know, apparently there's a bit of a talk around that, that they deliberately didn't want to do an episode because they knew nothing was going to compete with the finale of Lost. Mm. So, yeah, so I think that's probably Agenda Item 1 sorted. So Agenda Item 2 is Ryan Johnson. Um, <laughs> and, um, look, I know like I know your feelings about Ryan Johnson, but, um, look, I, I'd say that um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Ryan Johnson fan, but I, I like the stuff he does. Like, I think Looper is a great movie. I love Looper. Um, you know, like, I knew this episode was coming up, so I made sure I took time to watch Knives Out. And great movie. I mean, it's it's not going to be anything that kind of blows your mind, but it's a, it's an enjoyable couple of hours to watch. Um, and, look, I, I, I feel... I do feel really sorry for Ryan Johnson that he's been targeted as the guy who basically kind of killed Star Wars because I think, and I know that you and Colin are the Star Wars guys on the Oz Network and I certainly don't want to steal any thunder there, but I've never really talked about Star Wars on anything that, that you and I have done. And, and I guess my feelings were that, I, like the whole sequel trilogy is something that I just didn't really need or want ever um i thought we were pretty good with six movies and if we were going to have disney take it over and make their own movies i'd rather they just started on a whole new you know like go off and do their own thing rather than do this fan service of bringing back mark hamill and all of them like i I just didn't need that and you know like ryan johnson whatever you think of the last jedi i think he was pretty hamstrung by having episode seven basically just be a retreating of of a new hope and setting a lot of the important elements of that story in you know an off-screen past you know like i think that doesn't help anybody and i think um whatever you think about the last jedi at least he he tried to say something different right like he tried to actually say something and and I guess I feel about The Last Jedi, maybe how you feel about Die Another Day, that I know most people don't like it, but I kind of quite like it. Um, and But I, I totally keep that opinion to myself for the most part because I know it's unpopular and I don't feel a need to defend that. I just, you know, I'll chuck that movie in and I'm quite happy to watch it and I don't really care what anybody thinks. But, um, you know, like I, I have a lot more problems with rise of skywalker than i do with the last jedi i think that it's a it's a messy movie that really has nothing interesting to say um and at least i think the last jedi has something interesting to say um and but it's a mess like it's definitely a mess and i guess i feel about the star wars those sequel trilogies the way i feel about the matrix trilogies that they look nice they'll pass a couple of hours but they're a bit of a letdown compared to what you've had before and anything that makes those prequel trilogy movies look good is you know you've i know you love them but god they're terrible and you know like i i think i think anything that makes them look good um you've got to kind of question that but I, i do feel sorry for him in terms of i think I think it's an unfair criticism to say that it's his fault 
that that you know that, that he broke Star Wars because I think there's a lot of people to blame for that, and he's probably uh, he he he's in the mix for sure, but he you know like he's not at the top of that list. Um, so uh, like I think probably saying oh well obviously this is a shit episode because it's Ryan Johnson I think is is a little bit unfair because I think he's hamstrung by this episode in similar ways that he was hamstrung by by the last Jedi that he's got he's had things that are put on him restrictions that have been put on him in certain ways that he's had to work with and you may not like the final version but I think you know if he had had his his ability to do whatever he wanted with them they might be slightly different so that that would just be my take on the guy I think that he, he he makes interesting projects that I've enjoyed watching. I think we're going to see the best of him in future episodes of the show. Um, and yeah, that, I think that's probably all I need to say about him. And I, I know you'll have a different take and, and that's cool, but yeah, no, that, think, that would be my take. I think like, no, I think you make some very solid points and I'll be honest. I mean, he would be an interesting guy to talk to. He would, you know, I don't, I don't dislike Ryan Johnson just because of, you know, this, that and everything else. I mean, I just I actually looked up the other episode he directed 51 and I just watched that one like yesterday. Um, and it's, it's, pretty much how I kind of explained it. It's a middle, it's there. Like, it's not a bad episode. It's not a brilliant episode. But whereas when we get to Ozymandias, I mean, is that the best episode of Breaking Bad of all time? Maybe. Like, it is a brilliant episode. So, clearly, he's he's capable of it. I mean, I, the thing I think with The Last Jedi is that, no, I don't like it. It is my lowest Star Wars film. But I think The Rise of Skywalker, like I what you were saying, like, I think The Rise of Skywalker almost makes it better just because... You know, and I think we said this in our episode that we did in The Last Jedi a couple of years ago that, like, you've got to give it to him for having some ideas and going somewhere. Like, you're right. The Force Awakens was just a safe tread. It was a New Hope remade. There wasn't a whole lot there. As much as I hate the stuff in The Last Jedi and I don't like what it is, at least he tried something. And then The Rise of Skywalker ruins that by, like, okay, we're going to retcon everything and do it this way and then just making it even more of a mess than it already was. At least if, you know, JJ had have taken what Ryan did and expanded on it rather than going, oh, we ignore that guy. This is what I wanted. You know, and, like, it's it's a mess. The the Rise of Skywalker is a jumbled mess of everything. Um, so, yeah, like, I completely agree with that. And, yeah, I agree with you too that it's not all Ryan Johnson's fault. This wasn't everything that he did and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, you know, how we've, we've seen with Justice League, how they've finally allowed Zack Snyder to kind of come out and give his vision to have that that alternate version. So, I mean, it would be interesting if they were like, okay, this is Ryan Johnson's full version and everything. Because, like, if you're going to blame anyone for the mess that is the sequel trilogy, it's Disney. It's it's yeah. playing it safe. It's, it's appeasing the fans. And, again, I'm a Star Wars fan. I was pissed off with Ryan Johnson. But at the end of the day... If they had just let him keep going, then okay, maybe I would get over it more than what they did with the Rise of Scott. Because there's there's no purpose at all to the sequel trilogy. Whole other episode. Yeah. So, I, I think probably just to just to cap that conversation off, and yeah, we are here to talk Breaking Bad, not Star Wars. But what I would say is that I think probably what didn't help him is that you know the real early kind of reviews of the Last Jedi were like, oh, best best Star oh, Wars yeah. movie. It's still got like eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which yeah, is, yeah. But I then, think it's higher than Empire, isn't it? But, but I think I think even before it even got 
out into kind of, you know, everybody's seen it. They were going, oh, Ryan Johnson's been greenlit a Star Wars trilogy all of his own, which I think has been canned now, most, you know, probably to the relief of, of most people. <laughs> um, and and I think that that didn't help as like actually, oh, you know, like the early buzz was this is going to be the best thing ever. And then when it wasn't, people were like, well, we hate him even more. And so I think that doesn't that doesn't really help. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I've ne- and I'll say, look, I've never seen Knives Out. I've never seen Looper. Um, and again, like it's it's ne- it's never personal against him. It's nothing that like it's just I've seen two things of his which I do not like. Uh, having said that, Ozymandias I love. So like kind of you know it's it, it's maybe a fifty fifty of of which way he goes. It's like the Oz Network. Every now and then we've got a good episode, but the majority <laughs> of them are shit. Um, well, I would but- like I would I would really recommend Looper. I think it's a it's a really interesting movie that's got you know like it's a high concept sci fi movie that's you know got some good actors in it and it's it's got lots to say, which I think is really really cool. Um, I think potentially it maybe runs out of steam a little bit, but I think it I think it is a good movie and it's definitely worth worth your time. So. So, um, yeah, it's there. And, and, you know, like in the commentary for this episode, they were talking about they definitely would have had Ryan Johnson then that they were doing it after season three, but before four had been filmed. And they were saying, oh, we're really hoping to get Ryan back to direct a couple of season four episodes. And of course, he doesn't because he was off filming Looper at the time, but he comes back for season five. So they obviously saw enough in him that they wanted to kind of have him back. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just looking at a pit. He looks like a hobbit. Can I just say that right now? He, he literally <laughs> looks like a hobbit. It doesn't um, help that the photo I always see of him is one of him, like, talking to – was it Peter Mayhew? Was he still alive? Did he do um, – I think he did Chewbacca. episode eight, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and it's like him talking to, to Peter Mayhew in the Chewbacca outfit, and he's kind of <laughs> obviously looking up at him, so that doesn't help. Yeah, and I, it annoys me that he spells Ryan with an I. Like, um, <laughs> just uh, it, it kind of annoys me. But yeah, I mean, look back to this episode. Like, I mean, as much as I say, like it makes sense that he does this, and I stand by that. It also is kind of interesting that he is attached to kind of two very divisive things in <clears throat> pop culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it feels, Star Wars. It and- feels fitting. Yeah, like, it, like it, Star it, it, Wars and Breaking Bad have such a following on both counts that, of course, his name is. And again, but like what you're saying about the Last Jedi, I know a lot of people. Like I've got one friend who fucking loves the Last Jedi. He will defend that till his grave, and good on him. You know, like you brought up Die Another Day again. Like I, it's a shit movie, but I can defend it because it's I defend it for being shit. My mm. number one Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith, which people would laugh at me for, but I I will stand by it. Like you know, it's it's like as you were saying, like. It's not a popular opinion, but, you know, it, we'd all be boring if we all had the same opinion, you know. There's, there's at least one person out there who likes the Oz Network. So, I mean, <laughs> it's good for them. Right. Well, so my my third agenda item, I think we've kind of covered Brian Johnson, we can move on, is, is kind of the background that I've done and you've done kind of reading up on this. So, obviously, I've kind of read my chapters and my books and listened to the audio commentary, which didn't really tell me a whole lot, to be honest. But, um, yeah, done a little bit of stuff on, on YouTube Um watch knives out watched i actually didn't watch um last year i watched rise of skywalker just to confirm to me that that actually was a crap movie um <laughs> and um I, I actually listened to one of our old podcasts um oh and i wonder if you can guess which one it was so one of the nip tuck episodes i'm i'm sal perry I'm, no no 
Oh, one that one wow. that kind of has a, 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 a kind of similar feel to this one, which was um, it was in season six. It was right near the end. It's called um, Doctor. Oh, Griffin. the the therapy episode. Yeah, so it's basically like the two main characters who are kind of just sitting in a therapist office. That's a bottle like, episode. There you go. I was trying to work out. Did Nip Tuck have a bottle episode? And there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was actually designed to be a bottle episode, like in terms of a money saving thing. I think it was just this is what they decided to do with that episode. Um, but I just kind of wanted to go back and listen to kind of what we said about that and you know like um we both we both bought that episode um but i think quite while there are some similarities i think there's some some quite big differences there because even though it's right near the end there's a lot of kind of i don't know sort of character development but kind of maybe just um just reinforcing who these characters are as it kind of heads into its final run whereas um you know, whatever good, and I am going to say good stuff about this episode, whatever good stuff I'm going to say, that point that this this doesn't really develop anything. And I think probably my biggest criticism of this episode is that it feels like a lost opportunity to actually build some storyline, um, that it doesn't actually do anything. And so like when I'm looking at other things and trying to get a bit of a feel for, you know, what's been said about this episode, that was kind of one of the things I went to. Um, so, so yeah, that was just like a bit of an out there thing that I kind of looked at because I thought it was might have been a bit of a similar conversation and it was in parts but in some ways it's different as well well um, it, i didn't think about that and like i remember that because of the molly price episode but i mean that's that's a very good point about this like and kind of going back to the point about bottle episodes aren't necessarily bad because like if you develop the characters in the storyline i mean that the friends episode i mean i think that develops ross's and rachel's relationship doesn't it like it kind of it helps move it forward as, as the friends man you are friends recaps coming soon to the Oz network <laughs> um but then like you know i think to Last call on third watch, like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it developed so much with Sully's character and kind of, you know, his alcoholism and everything he's been dealing with, um, you know, and, and across the sea on Lost, like, I mean, you get the background of the man in black and kind of who Jacob is and kind of all this sort of stuff. People who say it's a shit episode. I, I love that episode. I just think it's so clever. And it's got Alice and Jenny in that episode, Academy Award winner now, people. Like, come on. Um, So, yeah, and I'm just trying to think a rock and a hard place on third watch, though, like, yeah, Doc gets shot and it's forgotten about a week later that he got shot. So that kind of just let the bar go a bit there. But, um, yeah, this doesn't develop much. This really doesn't. I mean, The Fly has pretty good character development in this episode, doesn't it? goes on to be Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah. Well, it's quite funny because I talked about how my dog liked this episode. Um, but um, I'm going to say that the uh, the other dog obviously doesn't like it very much because he's snoring so loudly in the background that, um, <laughs> that actually I'm having to mute this in between conversations. So, um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of, of other research, I mean, there's probably um, stuff that you've looked at as well. I mean, um, there is just so much that you can talk about. And I think probably one of the things that's maybe different about this episode compared to lots of others is that there's people looking for, I guess, because it doesn't develop the plot, they're looking for the kind of deep, meaningful kind of reasons for this episode. And um, however much they're intended, and I, I do think they are intended, um, I think probably um, there are people looking at all sorts. And so I think there's some interesting stuff that comes out of it. And um, I guess probably the one that I gravitated towards that I felt probably made the most sense to me, and we can talk about it as we go, was that the fly kind of represents Walt's guilt um, mm. and that he's mm -hmm. trying to get rid of it. He's trying to kill it off and, and spoiler in the end, 
he, he can't he's going to have to live with it um but you know there's lots of other things that people have looked at as you know the fly represents a person or it represents another idea and so i think probably there's lots of people maybe like because it isn't an episode where plot gets developed people are looking for something more in this episode and so it's probably led to some some pretty kind of um deep conversations um that I'm, I'm gonna guess that the producers leaned into that maybe they had those ideas but when people started to not like this episode the people that embraced it they really wanted to kind of lean in and, and make sure that it did seem like a greater purpose for this episode when potentially there wasn't yeah and i it's interesting because i you know all the videos i watched were defending it and kind of going into those you know meanings of, of what it means and all this stuff and like at the end of the day, love it or hate it, it's, again, same as The Last Jedi. It's probably got more discussion about it than any other episode, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, you you can find sort of recaps of the show and, like, there are certainly videos on, on YouTube where it's kind of like, why this episode is the most important episode of Breaking Bad and why this episode, blah, 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 like, plenty there, but, like, nothing on the level of this. And mm. it's kind of like going back to your point about how you could study this in a film class. I mean, think about, I mean, you know, one of my um, majors at university was on film studies and, you know, we'd have to get films and try and find deeper meaning and what is it, how do we interpret it and things like that. Like, you know, we've all done that in school. So, I mean, kind of, yeah. And, and again, whether you like it or not, I mean, that's that's a pretty good thing to, I guess, come out of, isn't it, that you're still discussing this. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to discuss Kafkaesque on this level, are we, as we're going to discuss um, Fly. And, again, yeah. it's, it's, it's that one word that you say to any Breaking Bad fan and yeah. it's going to start a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think probably I've got through my agenda item, so we can probably actually start that conversation now. And um, Half an hour in, Nick. We haven't started the I told you this is going to be a long one. <laughs> well, I think the actual episode, because it is one of those ones that because it is, you know, like a, a kind of one set, two actors, you kind of do kind of run through the scenes quite quickly, I think. Um, um, I might be wrong here, but I do think kind of like you stop and talk about them, but there isn't like transition, go to this actor, go to this setup. It's like just, okay, like let's just move on to the next one. So I guess kind of like our setup here is like we obviously, um, once we get past the, the the kind of disgusting or kind of cool um, kind of close-ups of the... Um, cool. Yeah, I, I quite like it. Flies um, are interesting creatures. Like flies are annoying creatures, but when you actually kind of, you know, get these zoom-ins and super, like, you know, make them look bigger and that. They're, they're very interesting creatures. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things. It's a bit like cockroaches, right? Like, they're actually yeah. pretty fascinating, but um, they're not something that you kind of want to spend too much time thinking about. But we kind of get through that. And, um, I, of course, like, in behind that is the, the you know, the... Um, is it Skylar singing the the kind of hush little yeah, baby or whatever it is? It's, so. um, yeah, the, this is the only episode in which Skylar does not appear in, and this is a, a they've taken it from another episode and basically redubbed this over. So mm, they kind mm. of like you know they say, well, she ta- sort of appears in this episode, but it's recycled audio. So yeah, if you want to yeah. say of all the sixty two episodes, this is the one episode that Skylar doesn't appear in. Yeah. Yeah, so we get through that. We kind of come back and Walt's at his house and he's not sleeping and we kind of see him, you know, like at 2 a.m. we see the alarm and then, you know, when the 6 a.m. alarm goes off, he's kind of, um, he's already awake. But when we get that shot of him looking at the kind of blinking light on the on the kind of smoke alarm or whatever it is, um, which kind of sets us up, you know, like, then we see him at the lab um, and we see him and, and Jesse kind of cleaning and we're going to get that cool kind of brush cam from oh, Jesse. I love that shot. Of, I yeah, love that, is, that shot. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, and um, 
and this is where Walt's trying to, you know, you see him kind of doing the sums and trying to figure out where the missing meth has gone. And I, I can't quite make out if it's supposed to be that he literally doesn't know or if he's playing dumb to try and get Jesse to confess something. Um, it's kind of left a little bit ambiguous. Um, and, you know, and and Jesse's kind of trying to cover his tracks a little bit and then kind of leaves, you know. So that's kind of kind of our, our first couple of scenes there, I think, isn't it? Or have I missed something? Uh, no, that's kind of, that's it. That's just kind of all sort of set up there. I mean, I mean, you got Walt sitting in a car and, uh, you know, that's about it. Um, but this is again, like, I'll just say, this is one of those ones too, where like, it gets really confusing because it is just like them and the one scenes that's like, did, did that happen then? Or did it happen late? You know, like, yeah. even though I've written notes, it's sometimes like, oh shit, when does these things, when do these things actually happen? Does that, I mean, there's a scene when they walk in and kind of you see everyone clocking in and I think it's Jesse who says like, I'm surprised we don't have to do that. But, um, yeah, I do, yeah. I do like uh, well, the, I mean, the acting in this episode is brilliant, of course. But like, I love Jesse like talking here about um, like watching like nature documentaries or something like that. And it's like, I swear to God, Joe, like I don't even know why they were showing this sort of stuff. Um, oh and then, yeah, yeah. And, and then I love his line here when he's like talking about like them's like, shouldn't we have other people here cleaning stuff? Like you know, like somebody to bring us water. Like yo, Gatorade me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. That's funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Like, I feel like if Walt was somebody else, he would actually just say to Gus, we need cleaners. But because yeah. he wants to do it himself and he's such a control freak, he kind of has to do all the cleaning. So Jesse's having to do that stuff himself. Um, but yeah, and this is where Jesse leaves. And then this is where we're first introduced to the fly. You know, like he's, Walt starts to hear it buzzing um, and, you know, kind of chasing it around the lab and he's like hitting it with the, or trying to hit it with the, the clipboard. Um, and we kind of get this, this scene where he kind of like throws a shoe at it um, <laughs> and kind of breaks the light. And then the shoe gets stuck and like that seems like a fairly unlikely thing to happen but um but anyway um so is and- this episode though nick but it <laughs> happened <laughs> and then we kind of see him up on the balcony um and he's you know he's got the broom and he's trying to like hit the fly and um oh sorry he's trying to get the his shoe off the thing and then that's when the fly comes back and so he tries to hit the fly um and ends up with him basically falling and taking a hell of a hit onto the tank and then falling on the floor um which you know was obviously a stunt man but um i did like that when he was up on the balcony he, he had a harness on which they then had to kind of digitally remove um afterwards and and obviously the fly on all of these things is a digital ad as well like they didn't actually have a real fly uh, you mentioned die another day before it's right up there with a certain kite surfing scene i don't think it's the greatest <laughs> looking fly i've ever seen in a tv show <laughs> well we talked a couple of episodes about um you know when the when the cop finds the dead woman with all the flies on it and like the commentary guys were like going on about those weren't real fly they were real flies it's like i actually don't care yeah, it's not something that yeah. really bothered. I wasn't really like, sitting there <laughs> that wondering. Was one of the, the best Bond trivia we ever did on 007 was on From Russia with Love, the, the scene when they're in the sewers. And uh, all the, the sewer rats, they apparently couldn't get real rats or something like that, so they got mice and covered them with chocolate. <laughs> but then the problem was that the mice kept licking themselves, uh, so they had to, like, go back. And, like, we're going, like, are people in, like, 1963 going, like, they're not sewer rats, they're mice with chocolate on it. Like, it was so weird. But, like, yeah, some of these things where, like, are, are there, like, fly experts watching this going, like, oh, not real flies no just just it's not be, realistic there will be there will be someone that does of course it. Um, yeah i mean i yeah. watch journalism shows i'm like well, that's not how it works that's not, yeah, that's not yeah. how we do things you you yeah. watch 
council shows and go, <laughs> yeah, it's that boring. I thought you were going to say like dog training shows or like. Oh, that too. Yep. That, um, that probably yeah. would have been the go-to there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like that there's this kind of, you know, when he kind of falls off the, um, and I think probably this is a bit of a Ryan Johnson trying to be a bit arty, like to be fair, like some of these these shots, but like the one where he kind of falls off the, the tank and kind of lands, it was obviously a, a stunt man but then they do this kind of like cool kind of mm. zoom in and so Clever. at some point there there's kind of like a change where it then becomes Walt so that you know like they obviously put all their kind of CGI money into that I think um, for an episode that doesn't have any money um, yeah, I mean, yeah that's right. you well, can see CGI, why the fly looks shit but <laughs> yeah I was going to say CGI fly wouldn't have been cheap I wouldn't have thought um, no, but the, the shot like when he falls down like yeah that's that's very clever like it's yeah. kind of I yeah. mean I'm sure it's just a simple editing transition it's kind of like how in the episode with Badger and the, the one take shot on the bench, how you kind of said how it wasn't obviously, you know, one take. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's very cleverly done. Yeah. And obviously we get the kind of fly lands on his glasses. Then we kind of move to obviously the next day because we see the guys, the, the workers, and that's probably why the workers are there to kind of show us the passage of time a little bit. Um, we see them kind of um, clocking in again, and that's we see Jesse in the car um, having a smoke, and we see the kind of the one cigarette button in his, in his ashtray that's got um, Jane's lipstick on it, which is you know, kind of a sad little scene, and we'll, we'll kind of get a bit more information about that in the next episode. Um, so, so yeah, and then like kind of Jesse goes into the lab and it's kind of like he's kind of walking into like a space shuttle or something and like it's what's Walt says like created like positive pressure or something um in order to get rid of the fly which I don't really understand it and Jesse I don't think understands it either so yeah it's it's yeah it's it's pretty interesting or not it's not interesting but yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty like you can I think they do a good job of kind of showing how kind of like you know, like how wired out, I guess, um, Walt is and like how he's, you know, a bit of an insomniac at this point. He's not sleeping and he's just like, you know, he's just become besotted with this fly. I I definitely weirdly connect with Walt because there are definitely things sometimes when I'm doing something and I get a bit obsessive that I can't fix something. So I've got to fix it. I can't let it go until I fix it. Like if all of a sudden I'm doing some editing or something and I've got some computer problem and it's annoying me, like I'm going to be Googling it. And sometimes like there, there are those moments all of a sudden you're like four hours have gone past. And I'm like, fuck, like I've, I'm still not fixed and I'm meant to be doing this. So I definitely connect with Walt on that level. But um, the one thing I don't connect on him, he's pretty shit at actually killing a fly. Like, I, I, I'm generally pretty good at, like, being the whole, like, cat and just waiting and waiting and slapping it down. Like, I I have always been good at killing flies. I, I don't know if I really had to face too many flies in your country when I lived there, but, I mean, everyone knows the good old Aussie salute is basically brushing a fly off your face. So, um, <laughs> that's why we have the corks on our hats. So, yeah, Walt, Walt wouldn't last very long in Australia, let's just point it that way. But, yeah, the, the, the cigarette scene's a bit sad, like, kind of just seeing that, that kind of is like, yeah. But, um, yeah, this pressure thing confuses me. Yeah, it's kind I, of like he's, I don't know how you can do that. Is that the thing? It's not well explained, so that that doesn't help. Um, yeah, I assume he's like we're just gonna suck it out, like it's kind of mm. thing I get. But yeah, it's not well explained. You know, Jesse wants to start cooking, and Walt's like, no, we're not. We're not de- until we de- dealt with this contamination. We're not. We're not cooking, and um, he's got this like weird contraption he's made. It kind of 
it looks like kind of like a paint roller with like yeah i don't get how this is a fly swat it does not look like a fly swatter to me i'm assuming like all the stuff on it's kind of sticky so like if the fly goes anywhere near it it just becomes stuck to it and but yeah it's it's a funny little device it's um and we get like a little comedic moment in it coming up which which is quite funny as well but yeah and so jesse kind of like just buys into this and then starts kind of sneakily trying to cook while while waltz you know like running around looking for this fly and i love this kind of scene where jesse's kind of at this this device that's kind of got these this tank that's got these kind of clips on it um and you know and as he kind of you know like lifts the lid and he's doing some stuff and he drops it back down and Walt's standing right there watching him um so that's kind of like just a funny little scene there as well um so so yeah it's, it's basically just these two guys are, they're kind of um you know gonna go gonna go fly hunting and then like the, i think the fly lands on Walt's head right yeah. like and and this is quite a funny little scene too where kind of like Walt's like you've got permission to hit me and it's like they do like the countdown or something and he hits them on two or one instead of three and yeah it's quite it's quite a funny little scene but like you know Jesse Jesse like gives him a good walloping and is it I swear Walt says fuck when he gets hit like I, I swear like if you listen oh. to it you hear Walt go fuck like, I don't know, maybe I'm just hearing things. But, um, I mean, like, look, there's a bit of slapstick comedy in this episode, you know, because, like, doesn't didn't Walt, like, hit Jesse beforehand? So this is why he whacks Walt even hard now. He's like, oh, it doesn't feel good, does it? Or something along those lines. Um, but I liked some of the, was it one of the videos or something I read about how, like, you know, all the comparisons to other things about how this is a bit like Moby Dick and they're trying to, you know, catch the great white <laughs> whale as well. So, um I love how you said going fly hunting. Like, that's really what we're at in Breaking Bad, like going fly <laughs> hunting. It's um, actually, the I, I've talked before about how um, Aaron Paul went on Jimmy Kimmel to uh, promote uh, El Camino and he kind of did like a, a recapping Breaking Bad in like one minute or two minutes. And like, yeah, one of the joke bits he says like, oh, and there was that episode we had to chase a fly. Yeah, whatever that was. Um, and then just like bagging it out too. But um, yeah, it's kind of like, I love him whacking Walt just on the head. And then it's like, yeah, I killed it. There it is. And uh, Walt's just like, it's a raisin. Um, like, which, <laughs> why which is, is there a raisin on the floor? Yeah, yeah. That, for, like a, for like a complete clean freak, it does feel a bit strange that there's kind of like a raisin just just hanging out on the floor here. Like, I, I, I wish they'd come up with a better line than that. Like, that feels like a, a poorly written line for like such good writers like even something like this they tend to you know have some good snappy lines here but like a raisin like that feels like a very strange thing to kind of just find because that means like that's implying that somebody's been eating like what a, a raisin cookie or eating a pack of raisins or something's on the floor and again as you're saying like it's a neat freak like you're contaminated like i mean a, a rotten raisin on the floor is not exactly going to be great yeah that's right and i mean when have we ever seen seen Walt? We know we know Walt only only lives on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. with the crust cut off. That's all he eats, and all Jesse eats a funyun. So, yeah. like, when are these two guys? Which one of these two guys is eating raisins? Maybe it was Vic- uh, Vincent. But, yeah, Vincent or Victor. It's a Victor, I think. Isn't Vincent it? is a Victor. Ah, the v. Vincent's a dog on Lost. Well, he's basically right. a dog, right? He right. just barks. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I think they're like, oh, well, let's let's go outside and, and get some air. Or something. So does Jesse say something about, oh, you know, when did you last sleep? We need to go outside and get some air. And um, and Walt kind of tricks him and kind of, he's like, oh, we don't want to get locked outside with our keys. And so he basically like gets Jesse's keys and then locks them out. And then we kind of get like, like Jesse trying to find like, what does he say to like one of the guys like LXO or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> me pretty- when I went to Mexico City. That's literally how I was. Like uh, L Taxi, uh, L Big Mac-O. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's all I said. 
<laughs> and then we kind of get like you know so jesse's trying to figure out a way to kind of get back into the lab um and so obviously sees the power box and this is a good way like he can kind of cut the power so so walt can't do anything and and this obviously goes off just as walt gets up to the fly and sees it on the tank and you know pulls out his little makeshift fly swatter he's got and this is where we have that little slapstick where the kind of he get, has a bit of a, a a bit of trouble keeping it up keeping the fly swatter up and it kind of sags over and then he kind of goes for the big whack and that's when the power falls out and he kind of like falls over so yeah kind of just there's there's quite a lot of kind of like slapstick comedy in in this episode yeah i mean you know like the the good stuff is the acting and the some of the slapstick humor to it um but the the shot i love is like it's i mean again is this how ryan johnson got star wars because it's kind of all red and it almost looks like he's like walking through like the, the death star or something like that yeah um but i love the shot when kind of like uh, Walt's like looking at the breakers and everything and kind of the way the camera pans across and you just see Jesse's face in the door. Like it kind of, it, it reminds me of um, Jurassic Park when like um, Grant's like going, Ellie, the door locks, Ellie, boot up the door. And he looks up and there's just the raptor just in the door. Um, so, you know, maybe a nod to Jurassic Park there or maybe I'm just creating that. But um, yeah, I mean, again, slapstick humor. Sure, it's uh, the three stooges all of a sudden the, the Breaking Bad's turned into. You're just missing one, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Well, the fly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and so this is like we that would go to an ad break at this point, and um, then we come back and and Jesse's kind of bought all these kind of fly killing apparatus. <laughs> like how much money he spent on this, I don't know. What he really needed, I don't know if you guys have them, but those little fly guns. It's like a almost like a fly swat on a little plastic gun, and you kind of like yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and you, you know, like it's got spring loaded, and you kind of shoot it off like those. I like the buzzy really swats. Do you have the electrified? Yeah, the electric buzzy ones. Swats? Yeah, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, those are yeah. good too. Yeah, I remember when Christmas Day at home, like everybody like electric shocking themselves with one of those. Um, yeah. It was, you know, like it's that kind of toy that gets played with on Christmas Day by the whole family, and then and then someone dares you to lick it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. But the other thing that Jesse's bought, which is uh, going to be like a key instrument to getting us a great scene here is um, some sleeping pills. And look, I think he's, he's you know, like partially he's doing this because he just wants to get on with the cook. But I, I, partially I do think he just wants to actually help Walt get some sleep. You know, like I do think he's actually doing this as a bit of a caring thing. So it's, I, you know, I think it's probably mostly that he just wants to get on with cooking. But I do think he, he does actually care about Walt as well a little bit. So, yeah, chucks a whole bunch. They make this coffee and he chucks a whole bunch of the sleeping pills into this coffee. Which is, I've always got a question. Like, I hope these are dissolvable pills, otherwise they're just chunky at the bottom of the thing. Like, um, <laughs> and again, to reference other movies, like Ryan Johnson, you know, doing his best Dumb and Dumber throwback here. Like, you know, drink the laxatives, put it in the. We just, well, we just need was, a scene of Walt shitting himself. <laughs> I was, I was thinking they were like kind of big blue pills. Like, I oh, hope they weren't Viagra. Like that would have yeah. been a great scene. <laughs> well, like. he wasn't keeping it up before, as you said. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I love kind of his little bag of goodies, and I just like. Is it when he gets the can of Raid or whatever it is, and Walt's just sort of like, we're trying to keep contaminants out, and he kind of just puts it th- like puts it down. And again, like, I mean, the acting between these two is fantastic, and I love kind of like when Jesse pours him the coffee, and then like, is Jesse like sitting on one of the barrels or something? He's kind of dangling in his legs like a big child. He's just yeah, kind of like, yeah, 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 like you're gonna fall asleep. Like, and like again, nitpicking away, but this is fly. What does it matter? Um. I mean, I've taken sleeping pills in my life. I don't think I've ever taken a sleeping pill and I've just gone, oh, yeah. like, you know, like if there are, sign me up. I want these sleeping pills. I've never taken sleeping pills, so I, I don't know. You listen to the Oz Network, that's why. <laughs> 
I, number I, one I, cure for insomnia since I, I, uh, 2000 and whatever year we started. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I make it and I haven't fallen asleep. So that yeah. would be bad. Like, <laughs> You're not Darvell. That was one of our best ever moments ever when Darvell over on Third Watch, he literally fell asleep in an episode. I like We edited out of the episode, but I put it on the best of because I had to keep that. Like I had to keep that. So, there wasn't, uh, was, was it just the two of you on the call? Yeah. So, well, you oh know. Oh, my God. That's not the first great. person to fall asleep in the middle of something with me. But uh, <laughs> difference this time around is I kept going. Other times I stopped because that's not consensual, Ben. Yes, yes. We, we only have consensual podcasting here on the Oz Network. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, we kind of move on and we get the story that, um, you know, Jesse tells Walt about getting rid of a possum. Um, that basically <laughs> hang on, does. hang on. Can you, can you please go back to the, the line of, when did they change it to opossum? What's up yeah. with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a bit of a stretch, this one, because, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I... I, I this story doesn't grab me all that much. I think there's kind of, I think you, you were, you were saying there's a couple of great acting scenes in this. So I don't know if this is one of the ones you were talking I about. I think it um, is. I'll, I'll defend it in a moment. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think it, it's fine, but I, it doesn't really grab me like the next one does. I think the next one's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably just getting to the fact that giving us a little bit of backstory on Jesse that, you know, like he's coming, he's got his own wounds that are, that are before the show. And, um, you know, like I think I complained a couple of episodes ago about Jesse saying that his life went to shit ever since he met Walt. Well, now it's nice to know in some ways, well, it's not nice to know, but it's kind of like, it's more fulfilling as a character point that actually like he had some shit going on in his life before that. And, and, you know, he's had an auntie that's passed away and that was really hard. And what was the possum called? Scrabbles or something? Yeah. Um, Something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Deandra. I'm, I I like it. Like, cause it kind of like, yeah, your point about sort of Jesse shit going on, but like, I've kind of liked this ongoing story about Jesse and his auntie. Cause like, I mean, they could have easily just gone with his mum, you know, and we never didn't have to meet a mum, but, like, his mum. But, like, it's kind of nice to think that Jesse was close to his aunt. Because, like, I mean, I'm not disrespecting people's aunts. I'm quite close to one of my aunties. Um, and, I'm, you know, people out there are close to their, you know, aunties. But, like, it's kind of – it's not your go-to family member when it comes to a story, is it? Like, it's usually a parent or a sibling. Uh, so I kind of just – I just like this sort of ongoing storyline that Jesse was very close to his his sick auntie. So it's kind of – I don't know. I like it. Like, I mean, Aaron Paul's great here just kind of selling this and kind of going on with it. And it kind of, yeah, mixes that humour to it when he's like, what's up with changing it to opossum? Like, and he explains how they're basically a giant rat. And that that is true. I've told the story on this podcast before about when I – I uh, was in Tennessee at one point and I was actually staying with um, Gretchen, survivor Borneo Gretchen, and we'd been out for the day. We came back to her place and they had a, a trap set up to catch a raccoon. And so we go up to this thing and there's something in it. I'm like, that's not a raccoon. I didn't think that's what they look like. I'd never seen one at that point. It was a fucking possum, like an American possum. And it is literally a giant rat. Like, at least I know you guys hate our possums in New Zealand, you bastards, killing our poor little brush tails, beloved little creatures. But, like, at least they're cute. Like, American possums are not at all. Like, Google one of them. They are scary motherfuckers. So, but I, I like I like this little speech from Jesse. I think it's nice. And, yeah, props to Aaron Paul. Great acting. So both possum and opossum correctly refer to the Virginia opossum frequently seen in North America and common use possum as the usual term. In technical or scientific context, opossum is preferred. Opossum can be pronounced with its syllable either voiced or silent. <laughs> okay. 
So cool. there's a whole page. There's a whole page on the Merriam-Webster dictionary website, which is opossum versus possum, which is the correct <laughs> way to say it. And the short answer is both. It just depends on context, and and both are fine. And um, yeah, possums suck, and they kill all our native birds <laughs> that that can't seem to fly. Like we've we've got birds here that kind of adapted to not actually have to use their wings, and so they were like feeding frenzy for possums when they turned up. So yeah, we hate them. Well, the, the best one that I love that you guys hate is wallabies. I remember having to do a story oh, yeah, and yeah. talk to people because, like, the thing is they were like, oh, and oh, these bloody wallabies eat all our grass. And I'm like, yeah, they're hungry. It's like, oh, but our sheep need the grass. And I'm like, okay, they can share it. And, like, basically the whole thing there was like, if you see a if you see a wallaby in Southland, call up the, the, the wallaby police mm. and we'll come and kill it. Like, it's like, what? There's, billboard, <laughs> there's billboards that are like, if you see a wallaby, call this number, like, literally. Can we do that with New Zealanders in Australia? Can we be like, if you see, if you see a New Zealander, kill it. Like, there's one, you know. The latest, the Lords in one, Australia, bang. The latest one is there was like a, a park run going on in Hamilton here a couple of weeks ago and somebody got attacked by a goose. So that's the latest thing of like. <laughs> was Canadian, it a Canadian goose? Yeah, it was a Canadian goose. Because they, yeah, they yeah. are like prominent. I know in um out sort of Queenstown way. Yeah. There's a large and like they are when I've been in when I lived there, like you would see them. But I remember there was one time I think I visited Colin in Winnipeg and we were at this area and there was a whole bunch of them and Colin's like, Oh, don't go near them. And I'm like, Oh, I'm brave. It's like I, I think I filmed it too. Like I'm going up to them with a stick, going like, Come on, attack me and they just walked away. I'm like, Oh, okay, well it's not speaking up to stereotypes, Canada. I have a, I have a childhood fear of geese, but we won't get into that right now. Um <laughs> Oh, we we're gonna unpack that. That's uh, <laughs> short. The short. That's a Patreon is, episode. <laughs> the, yeah, the short story is I got bitten by one, and I've hated them ever since. And I've taught my dogs to to bark at them um, when they see one. Um, but coming anyway. coming soon to Patreon. Sign up to get the full <laughs> unearthed story of Nick's childhood fear of geese. <laughs> um, so anyway, this whole possum thing is kind of like or opossum thing is um, basically kind of leads to like. Jesse's kind of like like it's his, it's his way of kind of asking is Walt okay and has the cancer come back basically and so it's actually like you know although there isn't a lot of kind of story beats in this it's not completely absent of some story stuff going on because you know Walt does kind of just confirm here for us that you know like he is in remission still um, so so that's that's happened and then we kind of get what I think is you know like the, the, the star standout moment of this episode and it's kind of like Walt is as these kind of drugs are kicking in and he's kind of telling the story and it, like to me this is just amazing like I, I absolutely love this and you know like I think like in my my fabulous little Breaking Bad 101 companion book like the author kind of talks that you know often you get to see Walt reacting or you know like Brian Cranston reacting to other people um, but he doesn't do a lot of monologuing himself which is probably true I hadn't really thought about that but like the best of the the kind of Walt scenes are normally with somebody else um, but this is one where he does get to kind of monologue and he just gets to talk at length about basically that he missed his perfect chance to die you know, that he missed that moment where he could have died as somebody that was loved by his family and 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 now he won't be and they'll never understand. And he, he's saying she, like he's referring to Skylar here, you know, she'll never understand why I'm kind of doing this. And, you know, like he, he kind of just had this moment, this perfect moment where he could have died and 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 it would have been okay. And, and um and and then this, you know, as the sleeping pills are kind of starting to really kick in, he talks about that, you know, the perfect time would have been, the night that Jane died um, and you know he talks about that he met Jane's dad that night at the bar and, and what are the odds of that happening and he's slowly kind of drifting away and and um, yeah it's really interesting here because um, 
yeah, we, we're just we're just getting to see kind of some of those things. He's he's this guy who kind of keeps so many secrets and he tells so many lies and and you know these drugs are allowing him to to maybe say things that he otherwise wouldn't have. And I, I just love the speech. I love kind of the camera angles too. They're kind of like from below and they kind of push up. Uh, uh, you know, um, so I think it's it's all really well done. So um, for me, this is kind of like the standout moment of the episode. I just I absolutely love it. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think as much as I like Jesse's, I mean, this this is the one scene where I think kind of, you know, you are kind of engrossed in, in, in what he's saying and it's kind of, it's it's sad and everything too. But it's also the moment where like you, you kind of think he's about to be honest to Jesse and yeah. tell tell him the truth about Jane, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, I think that comes like, a little sorry. bit. Yeah, I think that comes a little bit later. So I think probably, right. yeah, I was. Oh, back I to your point, just... you get them, you get things kind of mixed around a little bit. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, I think that one of the, the videos I watched uh, sort of explained about how, you know, this episode is almost just a complete um, commentary on the entire relationship between Walt and Jesse. You know, they have their conflict and, you know, they, they're at each other's throats and they hate each other and they're annoyed by each other, but then all of a sudden they can come together still and confide in each other and trust each other and kind of, you know, have that nice relationship, which I always talk up as, like, really enjoying when they're actually nice to each other. So, um, yeah, I mean, God, Brian Cranston is just brilliant as always. Aaron yeah, well, think, brilliant as always. So Yeah, yeah. I, I think it kind of goes back as well to that thing that we talked about a few episodes ago of, you know, like in order for this kind of Heisenberg character to work, you have to believe the Walt side of him for quite a long time. Like you still have to believe that there's humanity in this guy. And, and, you know, like I think what made that stuff around Jane dying so captivating was that Walt struggled with it, you know, like it was, he still did it and he's an, and you know, he's a horrible evil person for, for doing it, for not saving her. But it wasn't he wasn't cold in terms of he still had tears in his eyes when it was happening and there's still that kind of you know that shadow of a real human here who's who's conflicted at times about what he's doing and and he does think through and and, and you know and he does have those kind of moments of of kind of clarity about the horrible things he's done um and you know he justifies it all because he's doing it for his family and in the scene here he's talking about well they're, they're not even going to appreciate it you know like i missed the opportunity to kind of have done it for the family and kind of walk away with them appreciating it and missing me and now that's never going to happen and i just think it's a it's a really kind of it's a great moment for the show you know really really great moment which also too back to what i was saying before about how we're pretty much at the halfway point aren't we we're a week moved yeah. away so it's kind of it's that transitioning moment. We've always, we're almost really already said that he's transitioned into Heisenberg now. He's no longer Walt and White, but like it's kind of you still got that conflict and kind of with what we've got to come versus what we've seen. You know, it's kind mm. of, um, yeah. So it's 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 almost a perfect place for him to kind of have this, yeah, moment. Yeah, and I guess probably the other point too is that he has to be, you know, he has to be drug induced in order to say it. Is the other thing is that he's so. Don't we all? Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm always yeah. high when I do these episodes. Otherwise, I can't get through <laughs> sitting here with you for an hour. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, I like I, I think it's a really great scene, and and you know, like it kind of continues on. We kind of uh, the only thing that kind of breaks up is we get the fly cam, which I absolutely love. <laughs> I I actually wrote that down because I I weirdly like it. I mean, it makes you feel sick if you've got motion sickness, <laughs> but like. I mean, again, like this is a show for its POV. So you wonder if Ryan Johnson's just gone, oh, I love this show, I love your POVs. Fuck it, let's have fly cam. <laughs> I love it. I just think it's really, really good. But, um, yeah, and so we kind of get this moment here of, um, 
you know, basically we see the fly cam and and um, the flies up on this really high light or whatever it's on. And so Jesse's going to like chuck the ladder up onto like between two kind of cabinets in this really precarious position and he's going to rely on Walt to be able to hold it, which seems like a dumb idea given that he knows Walt's kind of got sleeping pills in the system, but, you know, I guess need, needs must, right? Um, and so, yeah, we kind of get him kind of setting this up and this is kind of, we get to that that point that you were talking about before where kind of Walt's kind of just like hanging on the bottom of this ladder. He's not really given it any support whatsoever and, and um kind of like yeah apologizes for for jane and and you know like it's right at that moment where kind of jesse's like there's nothing you don't you know it was nobody's fault it wasn't even her fault and you know he's kind of just saying oh i'm sorry and and this is where you think he's going to tell her tell him what actually happened and and um it's it's a it's a not a particularly suspenseful moment but there's a little bit of suspense in there like oh god what's he actually going to say here so i think there's enough kind of suspense that it's that it's interesting so so yeah i think i think that that's really good um and then we kind of like um he kind of comes down he can't get fly and and um and comes down off the ladder and um this is basically where kind of walt kind of more or less like um he, he falls asleep more or less here and and um that's the, the fly lands kind of lands on the top of the ladder or on the top of the ledge whatever it is and jesse has to do like this kind of gunslinger move with his magazine or whatever it is in his back pocket and kind of kills it and i think it's it's kind of kind of important here too that you know um this thing about Walt can't do it on his own. Jesse has to be the one who actually does the, the, you know, the firing shot and um, just keep that in mind um, as we move forwards in in the show. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice scene kind of, you know, kind of, again, yeah, you're right. Sort of you're thinking, is he going to tell him, is he going to tell him? And he doesn't. And um, yeah, the only thing I, but the scene is like, I, I'm not scared of heights, but I'm not one of these people who I don't like, like being on precarious things. Like if I have to reach something high, I'm not a person who stands on a chair because I'm like, oh, the chair's going to fall. And like, I'm that one. I'm a wimp. So to me, this is a bit of like him, like, oh, like shaking on the ladder. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. But um, yeah, I have to say the fly dying, um, the CGI, <laughs> you know. Um, well, that's funny because like, again, like on the commentary, they're like, you know, that wasn't a real fly. It was like a model fly. I think the bit that was Thanks quite cool. That made, that. Yeah. I think the thing that was quite cool about that is that they talked about how they slowed the frame rate right down. So like actually they could they could get that kind of real, real slow-mo and detail shot, which which was quite cool. It was quite nice to know that that's how they did that. It was like some incredible frames per second in order to be able to do that. So yeah, that was quite quite I've a nice effect to know. One thing I should probably bring up quickly, is this a Ryan Johnson trope that he's always got to have something to do with like a long stick? I mean we had Broom Kid in in Last Jedi <laughs> and now we've got them with the uh the, the fly swatty. I don't know if knives out and, uh, you know, layer cake, they've got uh, things like that. But can I say one of my favourite shots of this episode, though, is when Walt falls asleep and you've got Jesse dragging him. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. just kind of got him, like, grabbing by the legs and dragging him and shoving him on the couch. I kind of – I do like that shot. Yeah. And, and you know, this, this whole thing, too, of, like um – you know, is going to become important in the next few episodes about who can do what on their own in the lab. You know, like that's going to be quite a, a key plot point. And so it's quite interesting here that you see Jesse do a full cook on his own while Walt's asleep. Um, and yeah, and then kind of like just to kind of cap the episode off, really, we kind of get, um, you know, the next morning um, that the cook's been done and, and Walt and Jesse are kind of outside and, and Jesse's having a smoke. And Walt kind of gets in his car and says, Look, I don't want to say this inside in case there were microphones. And, and, um, but, you know, like, 
I, I'm not saying you did, but if you did, I won't be able to help you. And, you know, kind of Jesse is, um, you know, is, is very adamant that he hasn't and how dare you accuse me of anything. He's quite indignant about the whole thing. And um, But obviously we know that, that he has done this, exactly what he's done. Um, and so, so yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it is just really interesting to kind of, um, yeah, to kind of cap the episode off with that and then the very final episode is is obviously Walt back at home again you know like he's he is asleep here but he kind of wakes up and kind of looks at the at the light and we kind of get this kind of close-up of the light on his on a smoke alarm kind of beeping beeping and then the very last one is the you know we see the light and we see the fly on top of the light so kind of going back to what i said at the start that you know like whatever he wants to do like he's going to have to live with the fly it's 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 there and it's always going to be there um and you know it's, it's a good um yeah it, it, it could be could be portrayed as his guilt like he's going to have to learn to live with it regardless of of what he does he can do whatever he wants but it's now it's a, it's a part of his life and he's going to have to live with it I, I disagree. I think this is just a Ryan Johnson trope. Let's just fucking end it on something that goes nowhere. It's a fly. <laughs> we don't get fly to last year. I broom kid goes nowhere. So, I mean, you know, thanks, Ryan Johnson. Again, I want to fly to the revenge coming soon. Um, but um, Rise of the fly. Rise of the fly. The fly awakens. <laughs> the last fly. Uh, <laughs> revenge of the fly. Attack of the fly. The fly menace. <laughs> a new fly. The fly strikes back, return of the fly. Okay, we've done them all. All right, good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of I, – I do like, you know, a, an episode or a movie where kind of it's like it ends on something that they've been doing all episode and then kind of it's just like, oh, God, here we go again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of – it is, like, as you say, like the fly is still there. He has to live with it, which is, um, you know, it's going to be important moving forward. But, um, yeah, this episode – uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, every show has to have one. There's no such thing as a perfect TV show, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that brings us to the end, the end of this. Like, I think it's pretty clear where you want to go. So I think I'll just let you go first. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's taken, what are we, 30 episodes uh, to get to this point. But, I mean, I wanted to not do this. I didn't want to be cliche. I wanted to be like that guy who was like, oh, no, flies, it's a piece of art. And, oh, no, you can be in the middle with flies. But, like, no. Like, again, I've had to watch these twice in the last month. And I just, like, it's got some funny moments in it. Would I watch Fly over Sal Perry? Yes, um, you know, would I watch Fly Over Snowblind? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of infamous episodes we've done on this on this podcast, but yeah, I just I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be the guy who buys into the Last Jedi I hate and does this and does that. It's got to be a bin. It it can't not be a bin for me. Uh, I'm sorry we've broken through for the first Breaking Bad bin, but here it is. Probably gonna be the only one. Maybe I don't know. Um, but I just can't. I can't not be in this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, and, of course, that means that it will be ranked dead last in 30th place on my list. It's the only <laughs> bin, so uh, it has to go last. So, sorry, people out there, but I'm that guy who doesn't like fly. There, I can put it on my shirt. Yeah, well, I mean, um, when I talked about, you know, that we had the the Nip Tuck episode that kind of reminded me a little bit of this being like a bottle episode, Um the other one that I kind of thought of when we did our nip tuck 
thing was the Conor McNamara 2026, which was oh, kind of like which I defended the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, which was like you know most people hate it, but some people oh, yeah. love it. Um, and and I remember quite clearly when we did that one that I said, look, you know, like you're supposed to either love this or hate this, so I'm going to be the guy that goes in the middle and i'm doing the same here like um wow so it's so it's a, it's i actually had when i walked when i kind of walked walked out of this i didn't walk out of this i was in my home um, but your home when cinema I, when i walked out in disgust of my own house no when i when i um <laughs> when i when i pushed stop on my my dvd player or whatever um i actually had it as a buy and um and i kind of you know i i listened to the stuff going on there and like and it was one of those things like i kind of sat on it for a little while and um, and I think kind of like what actually put me off this was listening to the commentary is like, I don't know. I think these, like the producers are like, I think have maybe just bought into the whole, this is art type of thing. Because I think, like, I think there's some cool ideas and I really like that idea of the kind of the, the guilt that Walt's feeling, you know, that it's kind of encapsulated in this fly. So I think that they've tried their very best to kind of, um, you know, make something out of a bad situation here of not having enough money. So, you know, I've got to give them credit for, for trying. Um, but but for me, I like I just don't think in good conscience I can I can buy this episode because there just isn't enough substance to it. Um, and while I think it is one where you like when you think about it, everyone knows Fly as an episode. If you're a fan of the show, you know about it and you've got an opinion about it. And in some ways, that's good. It's nice to have a show, uh, an episode that has that level of kind of everybody think something about it um you know for me i just it, it, there just isn't enough substance for me to actually get that excited about it so it's actually the highest rent i've got so i've got it at you know, just under down so i've got it at what what are we up to this is the 30th episode 30th. Yeah. so this so this is what 27 um so 27 28 29 30 yeah so 27 so yeah it's it's right down the bottom um or very near the bottom but the ones underneath it were just ones I just really, really didn't enjoy. And, and well, you know, that there was enough there to enjoy and there's enough in this one to enjoy. I think that kind of monologue scene from what was really good. There's some fun little comedy moments. And I like the fact that there's stuff to talk about. Like if I was going to compare this to survivor, um, I would say this is the South Pacific of, um, of breaking bad. And I actually really like South Pacific because I think it came after a couple of not particularly interesting seasons. And you could argue that the last couple of episodes we've had of the show have not been particularly interesting. Um, and this one's not great, but at least there's stuff to talk about and everyone's got an opinion about it, which is what I feel about South Pacific. Um, mm. So, so yeah, I think I, I'm at least happy that there's something to talk about with this one. Um, whereas I think Cancer Man over IFT, uh, they're, they're just the reason I put them there is because I'm just not particularly interested in them, even though they move the plot on. Whereas this one, I feel it doesn't move the plot on, but at least there's kind of something interesting to talk about with it. See, if I had a Survivor season, that's a good that's a good comparison. Um, I'm gonna go with millennials versus gen x i think it is incredibly overrated <laughs> and not as good as people say it is but there are people who love it to the extent where they say it's often one of the best and i've never understood that with uh millennials well gen x. Actually, no, well, hang actually, on. is it millennials gen x am i thinking of no sorry david versus goliath is what i'm oh, thinking right. of. right 
Yeah. Or, or just to kind of, they're all the same in the 30s, aren't they? <laughs> well, just to kind of finish off, like it, it's it's um it's actually interesting to kind of go back to my book that I've got here and the guy who wrote this, you know, like Alan Seppenwall is obviously very, very knowledgeable about Breaking Bad. Um, and I think it's really interesting to kind of just read the last thing that he puts in here because um, I actually really agree and really disagree with this at the same time, which is where he says some fans will, will very loudly complain that Fly is a waste of time or too silly for a series that has become so dark and thrilling by this point. For me and other viewers, this is a simple and inexpensive episode in the series and it is a series high point. So that's the bit I don't agree with. Um, but the bit I do agree with, he says, I love the I love the explosions and shootouts and the mind games, but all this show needs to achieve greatness and suspense is these two horribly flawed characters and the two tremendous actors playing them. And I think that's a really kind of nice that's thing to point. say. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I cannot agree that it's a, a series high point. Um, I think if like you yeah. were just like, you know, like, oh, like, what, really interesting, like, because... I watched Breaking Bad a couple of years ago with my girlfriend and she'd never seen it before. So I was showing it to her for the first time and um, we got to this episode and we just watched it. And then when it stopped, I was like, that was, that was considered the worst episode of, of Breaking Bad ever. And she was like, oh, really? Like, it seemed fine to me. Like, she, it didn't really kind of, you know, I think probably we as a kind of like fan base, and I guess you and I are included in that fan base, um, you know, like have become so wound up and kind of defending or attacking this episode, not unlike The Last Jedi. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the Ryan Johnson thing is, is kind of high on mind that you actually just forget that, you know, I think for kind of the casual viewer or people watching, it's, it's an enjoyable enjoyable enough episode um it you know, passes 45 50 minutes you'll probably never think about it again um you know and i think if you were to kind of be like right you've got you've got to show somebody breaking bad in 10 episodes pick 10 episodes to show them this is never ever 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 going to be one of those 10 episodes i can't imagine anybody would include it even the people who think it's a, a really great episode because it actually just doesn't achieve very much I um I'm just thinking of Ryan Johnson directing a Bond film now, but um you, you know you, you you bring up Die Another Day in that conversation of all this sort of stuff. Can we just always remember that a New Zealander directed that movie, Nick? So yes, uh, that's uh, often uh, something he likes to dress up as women. Good for him. Um, but I'm just looking here. The Ringer has this at 14th. Uh, so they say, necessity is mother of invention, so thank God Breaking Bad went over budget in season three. Had production not run into the red, we may never have gotten this Ryan Johnson-helmed bottle episode. Because of overages, Vince Gilligan and co. were forced to shoot an entire episode in Gus Fring's $8 million hole in the ground. Whatever the resulting 47 minutes lack in action or intensity, they more than make up for in character development. The stress of finding a winged intruder side, this is essentially a lazy, somewhat drugged hangout between two not-quite friends. Walt and Jesse bicker, commiserate and confess, almost, to one another, but the action never feels staged. Johnson mixes Samuel Beckett with Sergio Leone, giving viewers a deftly shot mediation meditation on regret. And I've also got uh, Vulture. It must be a new month. I can read the Vulture article again. I haven't, um, you know, <laughs> gone over my limit. They have it at fifteenth. Interestingly enough, um, and they've just—I won't go over the whole thing—but they say a polarizing episode that some people hate and some people rate as one of the best ever. It rightly takes a spot in the top twenty-five percent on our list. So. And I look, and, and to be honest, like if you if you think that, then cool, like that's that's totally fine, and it's a it's a valid it's a valid opinion to have, and, and I can totally understand. Like that's the thing, I like I can see why people might think that, um, and and more power to you. Like, but for me, I think as a, as a pure kind of 
you know, at the end of the day, it's an entertainment vehicle and I want to be entertained. Um, and there's stuff I enjoy about this. And I like, nobody loves good dialogue more than me, mm. but it, it only takes you so far. I think you've got to have a little bit more. And I think, you know, like we are going to see, you know, and especially in the last two episodes of, of this series, which are just around the corner now, we're going to see some amazing dialogue, but we're also going to mix in some pretty awesome action and suspense as well. So we're kind of going to get the full package. And I think probably this is just like, it's just missing a couple of key elements to it. You know, like if you talk about, you know, your fire triangle that you need, you know, fuel, air and, and whatever else, heat, you know, whatever it is. This is why I'd never be on Survivor because I don't even know what the three elements of the fire triangle are. But like this has, this has like one, you know, like you'd never get a fire started because you've only got one of the three elements you need to get it started. Yeah. And, and it's a good element. Just, that's a good point. No, I, I like that. Um, and just, I just wanted to quickly add uh, quickly to point out that, I, I mean, I, I feel like there was a few discrepancies early on when I was able to have the ringer and vulture open, but both the ringer and vulture have the same episode at number one. And it is one of those Ryan Johnson episodes. <laughs> it is Ozymandias. So, um, you know, the, the popular choice there, but I mean, I guess kind of, you know, there's a reason behind that. Just why there's a reason why I fly is often considered the worst, even though according to the Ringer and Vulture, it's not. So, um, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I have nothing more to add. Yeah. Well, I have nothing given, to declare. <laughs> we've given it a good shake, and I think you know it is. It is one that I was kind of really looking forward to talking through, but kind of dreading at the same time because I think it is just so so polarized. I think you and I are, are largely on the same page with this. I think probably I like it obviously a little bit more than you do, but you know I think. I think there's some cool ideas here and I'm not against having this kind of bodily episode. I think the thing that's missing for me is while it's the character development is there, they're totally right. You know, those two articles are right about it, having good character development. Like I just, if it just had a little bit more plot development to me, we would be there. You know, I think it's just that there kind of isn't, anything really happening um it almost just feels like you know like a, a kind of drama school these guys have decided oh, okay like it's almost a fan-made kind of you know we're going to make a fan-made episode of breaking bad but we don't have any money to do it like so yeah i think there's some some cool ideas but just yeah maybe not quite the follow-through so yeah it, it's it, it's good. What one thing I want to say is like um you know again just jumping ahead and this won't be spoilerific because people won't really get the reference I think until unless they know what I'm talking about. But isn't like one of the more uh, like fly is obviously very um divisive, but isn't one of the most divisive scenes ever in Breaking Bad the bonfire scene in season five? And I've just watched that episode. That's in a Ryan Johnson episode too. That is in fifty one. Um, can I just say? I fucking love that scene. <laughs> like, not just because I love the song, but like having just rewatched that like yesterday or whatever it was, I like, I'm like, oh, he's that really infamous scene. I always forget about this. And I just watch it. I just have this massive smile on my face. So props to Ryan Johnson when it comes to that forgettable episode that he did of Breaking Bad for the bonfire scene. Uh, <laughs> do, do you like the bonfire scene, Nick, or do you not want to give it away until we get there? I think it's more fun if I don't, right? Like, it, the, <laughs> I, I had I had you in suspense about what I was going to do here, so I'll maybe just keep up the. Do it, keep up the appearance. The beauty of this is that Colin's got the bonfire scene. Like Colin likes people burning, so let's just say somebody burns in the bonfire scene. So let's just say that to get Colin excited for season five, episode four. <laughs> well, uh, you can you can hold on there, um, Colin. I, I hope Colin's still with us at this point. It's, yeah, uh, he's old. He's probably exciting, dying. Like. <laughs> yeah he's i mean he's busy he's actually got a life right like he's got uh he's got kids to look after and stuff 
Yeah, well, I mean, you think he would, but that's why he records so his wife can look after him. So, hello, Jamie, if you're listening. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it's not Noah. Oh, don't get me started on that racist, dateless prick. God, Jesus. <laughs> what can we say about him? God. Why do you think well, it takes think- so long to get lost? I'm going to calm his dirty mouth out. Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop just before we get ourselves in any trouble here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting to talk this one through. I knew it was going to be an interesting conversation, and and, um, I hope people have enjoyed it, um, you know, as much as we've enjoyed talking about it. Um, But looking forward to probably getting back to some kind of more normal stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, next week's interesting. We kind of get a return of a a dead character and a flashback scene, which is always like when we kind of get that. It's one of the great things about doing episodic shows like this is that you can The RV. Are you saying the RV? He's back. That's yay. Look, look, not, it could be anybody. You know, it could be any one of those. Uh, it could be that uh, that. Um, what was he? The the convenience store clerk who got killed by Spooge. It could be. Could yeah. be. Um, could be anyone. Spooge could be back. Spooge, Spooge with a squashed Spooge. head. There he is. Hello, Spooge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we get uh, so we get a character that I think you don't like very much next week. That's interesting. <sighs> She's just. I don't know. See, like. Eh, she kind of just gives me the shit. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. This, this. Uh, I, I'll get wait till next week. <laughs> just, she's just there, and she just, she's not who she's meant to be replacing. Let's just say that. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's. That, I mean, it's always going to be a hard act to follow. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's some some cool stuff, to, and uh, there's a, there's a big meeting next week as well between two characters we haven't met before, right? So. Um, yes. That, that that's that next, next week? week. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's next week. I could. Be I thought that was episode myself. twelve. Maybe it's the week after. I always get myself. I'm pretty confused. sure it's the week after because that leads to the pretty infamous ending of that episode, right? Right. It's right. Same okay. Episode. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah. Oh, I think that's a great scene. That meeting. Oh, oh no, no, no. I was thinking about it. No, no, no. We're talking about a different scene. I'm talking about um, two two characters meeting next week um, in a, in a more, slightly more comedic sense. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to, to talking that one through. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 No, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got yep. you. Got you now. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, talking no, about the, the, right, the right type of dirty, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. You're already stealing my lines for next. next oh no, episode. that's my opening line next. Damn it, you're hosting it. You get it. Damn it. <laughs> but anyway, we 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 will get there when we get there. We need to close this one out. It's probably been oh, God knows how long we've been talking, but um, yeah, it's 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 been fun to talk this one through. I kind of feel like we've got the monkey off our back now, which is which is great, and um, we can carry on with less yelling uh, than Sal Perry. That's the main thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, cathartic to kind of get through it, I think. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, if you if, if you disagree vehemently with what we've said, then by all means, um, drop us some hate mail. Um, but you know, you might want to just follow us on on one of the social media channels instead, and just you know, tag us there and, and do whatever you need to do. But uh, feel free to throw us some money if you do like what we're saying with with the whole Patreon thing, or maybe listen to Twenty Four, or maybe even some Lost. Who knows? So uh, just just find something you like and keep listening. Um, otherwise. We'll be back to uh, to talk next week's episode, which I haven't pronounced because I need to go and figure out how to pronounce that one. But uh, isn't it just we'll, ABQ? Is, is it, it just ABQ? ABQ? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds Maybe. that sounds far too simple. But I'll do the old Google Translate that'll tell me for next week. But uh, yeah, until then, uh, my name's Nick, and uh, we probably have the most unpicky customers in the world. 
And my name is Ben, and yo, Gatorade me, bitch! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.